This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you are heading to Huntington Bank Stadium, make sure you um, bundle up and pack your patience because this game has folks lined up on the highway trying to get there. On the way into the Good Neighbor Station, I'm coming um, to the west from the east on 94. And I'm like, oh, my God, folks are still stacked up. They are going to miss the start of the game. This ain't good. So so make sure, um, you know, keep it locked here. We'll keep you updated on what's going on. Josh, can we put it on one of these uh, TVs in here, make sure we're watching the game? Absolutely. I've, I've got some folks that are going to be sitting in that traffic. I'm sorry, y'all. I saw y'all. I waved at you. I blew at you. Um, and, and you're going to be a while. And, and if you're going in that particular area and, and you're not going to the game, you might either want to wait until the game gets started good or – uh, you might want to just put it off for a day or two because it the traffic is thick in that area. So just FYI, I wanted to make sure you knew I saw you uh, trying to get over there, and, and, and I'm sorry, but we're going to make sure you have all the latest on the game right here on the Good Neighbor Station. And, and speaking of the latest, I had to call Brian McDaniel in the middle of the night because, okay, so so it's Thanksgiving, right? And, and I'm, I'm, I got the kids, and, and we got a colds, and, and we're trying to get healthy and better. And I haven't been, like, up on everything that I need to be up on um, right now because, um, you know, just life, holidays, kids, home from school. But then, then I look up, and I see uh, Dean Phillips is not running for re-election. What does this mean for our political landscape here in the Twin Cities? This is a seat that is going to be up for grabs. Um, And so I said, Brian McDaniel, get your butt up. Get on radio with me. I know you were supposed to be off. It is a holiday weekend, and he is joining us from the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Brian, good afternoon. What in the hey, hey is going on? Well, my butt is at, up and at your service, Miss Shaletta. Whenever you, you 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 call, I jump. Well, I appreciate um, it. I appreciate it. But but speaking of jumping, Dean Phillips is jumping out of Congress. Um, you know, he's really serious about this um this this run for president. Yeah, and you know, and you and I we've spoken about Dean Phillips both on the air and and privately, and you know how this has all unraveled. Is 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 very surprising, especially you know you know you know Dean Phillips, I know Dean Phillips. We know that that he's not crazy, <laughs> that he's not delusional, 
But what he is doing in challenging a sitting Democrat president is, you know, very curious in a political uh, strategy, um, uh, you know, aspect. Because, you know, if we wanted to look at this altruistically, we would say, well, Dean Phillips has some honest and, and probably from my standpoint, true feelings that uh, that President Biden, who is 81 years old, is you know showing you know major signs of cognitive decline. I think that it is pretty hard to argue that there isn't some of that. However, however, um, you know, kind of bringing that to the American public's attention. Um, is something that Democrats do not want him to do. They want to set Joe Biden up as, well, whether he's good, bad, or in the middle, whether he's a genius or not with it, he is our best chance to defeat Donald Trump in the next election, and that's all that matters. And to Dean's credit, he's saying that's not all that matters. We need a president who is up to the task, but also he – uh, Joe Biden may not be the best person to defeat Donald Trump. Uh, uh, Joe Biden's poll numbers are very much not good. Now, with that being said, um, we need to give Dean Phillips a lot of credit for you know taking a principled stance, um, knowing you know he correctly <laughs> knew that his fellow Democrats were going to be mad as hell at him, and they are. So his decision not to run for his congressional seat again did not come as a surprise to kind of those of us in the political arena because we fully expected whether he stopped his presidential campaign tomorrow, in a week, a month, a year, whatever it might be, that uh, that uh, that the Democrats were going to say it ain't going to be you, Dean, and that they were going to find somebody uh, on the left to run against him and try to get the DFL nomination. Now, names have already sprung up. Uh, there is uh, Ron Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, State Senator Kelly Morrison, uh, Attorney General. I'm sorry, Secretary of State Steve Simon is rumored to uh, be potentially throwing his name. Uh, into the arena. So there are legitimate challengers that probably were going to be able to defeat Dean for the nomination. So by saying he's not going to run again, he he saves himself a little bit of embarrassment of being taken out by his own people. But wasn't he pretty comfortable in the last election with um, the voters? Um, you know, I, I know that we had some redistricting. Um, mm-hmm. He was out there. You know, he, he had a pretty favorable um, you know, a percentage rate with the folks who voted him in last time in his district. Without question, let's remember that before Dean Phillips took over, that seat was, um, you know, a moderate Republican seat, but a Republican seat. You know, it was held by it was held by Eric Paulson and before him, uh, Jim Ramstead. I mm-hmm. worked for both men. Uh, yes, everybody, Brian's a Republican, so I worked for both men. But so that area was considered to be not not rabidly socially conservative, but very fiscally conservative. That has changed. So Dean won, Dean Phillips won by a pretty comfortable margin. But, um, um, you know, it, that, that's not to say that another Democrat wouldn't win that also. And let's remember that 
the people don't always, they should, and I can go on for hours about what, what they could be doing differently, but the people don't necessarily pick who is going to be on the ballot. That is done by um, people who, you know, people still, but people who are going to the, their local conventions, participating in local politics. And those people on the right and the left tend to be far right or far left. So many of them probably looked at Dean anyway as far too moderate. And he may have had a challenger, but, but one that I think he would have defeated. But after he decided to run against Joe Biden, I think that almost immediately I could say that his goose was cooked Ooh. with the Democrats. Now, um, I, I didn't realize how, how tough this political thing was um, yeah. and how it is serious business, uh, because I, I was reading some articles and, and getting ready for our interview today. And uh, one of the uh, spokespersons for uh, pre- the president said that uh, Congressman Phillips has voted nearly 100 percent of President Biden's policies. And um, and 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 pretty much threw a little shade at him and said the president will miss his support in their legislative agenda. You know, and I was like, oh, my God. So they're saying, you know, e- even if you vote for this guy, he's really just a, a shadow of, of what we're already doing. That That's the way I read this statement. Well, I think what they're trying to say is that, you know, Dean Phillips shouldn't criticize the president if he's going to vote with the president. Now, let's also remember the president doesn't pass bills. This is, you know, I teach American government at Concordia University in St. Paul. And one of the things I remind everybody is that only the legislature, only Congress passes bills. The president ultimately signs them or vetoes them. So I would say it's almost more President Biden following the Democrats in Congress uh, in the House and the Senate than the other way around. Though the president has some agenda setting um, you know, he has some agenda setting aspects to his job. But what they're trying to tell, they're trying to discredit Dean by saying Dean doesn't have a real problem with the president. He just wants this for himself. And I don't really think that that's the case. Um, I mean, this does seem a little bit like a Hail Mary lost cause for Dean. But, uh, you know, I, I think that he's trying to wake up the Democratic Party, the Democrat Party, and say, hey, everybody, running an 81-year-old guy who has YouTube clips, you know, as far as the eye can see, with him acting goofy and smelling little kids' hair Mm -hmm. and, you know, and saying the wrong stuff, that is not the person to put up against Donald Trump. And and Donald Trump, we all know that, that he certainly elicits very strong opinions from people as well, but one thing that people don't say is that he doesn't know how to talk. Right. And you put him in front of a microphone with Joe Biden, and I think that Donald Trump is going to run circles around Biden. And I think so. So if your main goal, like, I, like when Trump ran in 2016, a lot of people didn't support him, but they said, we need conservative Supreme Court justices. So I'm going to hold my nose and yeah. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Same thing. If people are saying, I don't support Biden, but I'm going to hold my nose and vote for him so that way Donald Trump doesn't win, that, I mean, why not put somebody in, um, you know, the, the, the Democrat, you know, presidential slot that you actually believed in? Yeah. Um, because that person probably would have a better shot of beating Trump than, you know, uh, you know an 81 year old. 
Joe Biden, but I think that uh, that they don't want to be embarrassed. And they're kind of pot committed on Joe Biden being their nominee. All right. Stick around. Hold on. Don't go anywhere because uh, Dean Phillips had to own something this week. He had to say, I, I, I did that. That's on me. Um, and, and, you know, we don't see that often when somebody says, you know what, I messed up. You, you get a lot of gaslighting. You get a lot of finger pointing. But he had to admit that he did something that, um, you know, he, he owned it. And we're going to talk about that. What is it? We'll tell you after the break. My phone was blowing up this week. Your boy's tripping. Your boy's cutting up. Did you see what your boy said about Kamala Harris? What's going on with your boy? Have you talked to him? I was like, look, y'all, I got four kids home from school. I got a cold. My kids got a cold. I'm just getting out of the emergency room. I don't know what the hell is going on with Dean Phillips. And then I get online, and all I had to do was Google his name. He came under fire for some comments he made about the vice president. Uh, Brian McDaniel from Hilden Advocacy and Law. Were you surprised to read what he said or hear about what he said? What was your response initially? Well, I mean, I guess I was only surprised because it, it once again is not strategically smart for him to be. I mean, he, what he's doing is he's alienating the people who he needs to gather support from. But also, on the other hand, he also needs to get those same people to have, you know, you know, lessened, diminished confidence in Biden and Harris. Because if he convinces everybody that Joe Biden shouldn't be president, they might say, oh, okay, yeah, Dean, we, we, we agree with you. Kamala, you're next up. Well, that doesn't help Dean either, because that's not Dean. So he, he he's in a bad position, which is another reason why this is such a strange endeavor for him to to undertake. Now, as far as the substance of what he said, I mean, Kamala Harris, you know, is is important for a lot of different reasons. But let's remember that when she was running for president herself, she was not a darling of the progressives. When she was attorney general in in California, you know, she was very much part of the crowd of trying to see how many black men can we put in jail for drug offenses. She was very proud of that. So when she ran for president, she was identified as a cop. And that's why she didn't do very well, uh, you know, in her own run. So Kamala Harris herself is has never really, really, really been embraced by Democrats as someone who is, you know, part of their their overall agenda. But with that being said, you know, she is vice president of the United States. The vice president is put in a bad position because they're not really given a lot to do. Um, and so Dean taking his time to go after her makes it look like Dean's not interested in strengthening the, the Democratic Party. He's interested in leading it. And I think that is looked upon as not as altruistic as trying to say, hey, everybody, we have a problem with the president. This says, I don't want it to be Biden. I don't want it to be Harris. I want it to be me. But don't we need Phillips. new leadership? 
This is the thing that people keep saying. We need new leadership. We need new leadership at the Democratic Party. Everybody we got is old. The the young people that we're trying to uh, get out the vote, the ones that we're trying to connect with, the ones that we're trying to talk to, um, you know, they don't want to hear anything we've got to say because we're older than their grandparents and they don't identify with us. We don't identify with them. We don't speak the language. You know, I, I you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Do Do we want new leadership or not? Well, I mean, the answer is yes with an if or no with a, or no with a but, because I think Dean Phillips wants new leadership if he can be the leadership. And that's not something that I would have thought was part of his end game, because I've known him to be a very principled person, you know, someone whose politics I don't agree with almost all of the time, but that, you know, he, he put himself as part of the problem solvers caucus. He seemed like he was interested in the business of government, not just politics. But it's almost like it's kind of coming off now is I'm a rich guy who is going to run for president because I can. And um, I'm having a hard time figuring out his strategy there, as are a lot of his supporters and former supporters. I mean, I don't I don't think, Shaletta, that most political people on the left want Kamala Harris to be running for president. Mm -hmm. They don't think that she would do very well against Trump. So they don't. So, you know, she's not held in the highest of regard, but still they don't want one of their own attacking her because all this is going to do is mean that Biden and Harris are going to be running, but now they've had the seed, the seed planted that they're not very good at their job. Mm. Well, this is, Um, This is a lot to, I mean, you know, I don't think, do you think that uh, the president and vice president were ready for this? Because this is a lot. I don't think that they were ready for this this soon. Well, when I was in college, you know, a long time ago, the president was George H.W. Bush. And he did have a challenger in Pat Buchanan who challenged him for the right, from the right. Now, George H.W. Bush defeated him and you know, it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal, except Bush lost. You know, he ended up losing to Clinton. Mm-hmm. So was that because you know a, a wing of the Republican Party was turned off on him by his challenger from the same party? So I mean, I think that this there is no way to look at this and say that this helps Biden and Harris. It, it doesn't. And um, I don't think that they were expecting it because it is very, very rare to have because, you know, Pat Buchanan was a TV guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't somebody you know, who was you know, a sitting senator or a sitting you know, U.S. representative. This is this is an elected member of the Democrat Party who is challenging the head of the Democrat Party, not behind closed doors, but, you know, out in the open. And uh, it's just it's just it's a distraction for them. And while it may be principled, it's not really coming off that way. Well, you know what? Can I just say I appreciate the disruption Um, as a a lifelong um, child of the party and watching how um, the party moves in our community. Um, and the promises that were made that, you know, never come to pass or, you know, how they come to our churches at election time and kiss our babies and take pictures and then leave and we don't see them again for four years. I I just believe that it's time to shake it up. And I I remember when 
you know, this same thing happened with Obama. They were like, it's not time. And, you know, who who is he? And he's a junior senator and it's Hillary's turn. And, you know, and, and I just remember, you know, the groundswell of support from young people. And I was one of those young people. And it was young Democrats versus old Democrats. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember this, but it was it was sincere. It was like me versus my mama and grandmama. It was Sean versus his daddy. You know, like this, you young people, y'all sit down somewhere. This is not your time. You haven't even paid no dues. He's He didn't come up through the Jesse Jacksons and the, you know, the the the, the whole machine in Chicago. He just by-stepped all the churches and, and how that, and, and, and we were just so excited to have you, to have somebody who looked like us, our age, who thought like us, who were on the so- same social media channels as us. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's where the support came from. And that's where the shift happened. And I just really believe that it's time for another shift. I can't see me going to the polls and picking from two elderly white men. And that's all I got. That's the only options that I have. I I just have to believe that, that we, we say we want new, we say we want different, we say we want fresh, but then when new and different and fresh comes, we're like, nah, not not this new, not this fresh. Let's just let's just keep moving with the old white guys we got. I, I just it's frustrating for me um, as an outsider. It's frustrating for me as a voter to have my options so limited because the machine is so big. No, and the machine is huge, and unfortunately, you know, this happens on the Republican side too. In 2016, Republicans didn't need to pick Trump; they could have picked Marco Rubio, who was a young. You know, handsome Latino man from from Florida. They didn't want him. This time around, they could have Nikki Haley. They don't, we, there's, we're not we're not obligated to have Donald Trump again. We could have Nikki Haley, who you know, a a, a strong, accomplished, you know, conservative woman of color. They don't want to do that. It, the 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 machines are out of control. Unfortunately, the only people that can do something about that are the people. If you look, if you look at the Declaration of Independence, you know power is given from the Creator to the people, and then we give our power to our government. And if our government is not doing what we want, it's in the Declaration of Independence that we have a duty to alter it or abolish it. And I'm not calling for revolution, but I'm saying we need to alter our politics and make our politics serve not just the politicians and the parties, but the people. And that has not happened for quite some time. Well, I, uh, it is interesting. It is getting heated. Apparently we cannot take a day off cause you never know what's going to happen. Um, with this political landscape, Brian McDaniel with Hilden advocacy and law joining us today, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell banker hotline It's always fun chatting with you. Well, I'm I'm always uh, available to you. And if anybody is in Isanti, Minnesota tonight, I'm going to be doing uh, stand-up comedy at 6 o'clock at Isanti uh, Distillery and Spirits. I'm not kidding. I'll be doing stand-up. See you there at 6 o'clock, everybody. Okay, wait. You got to give us a, a, a website so we can go and get more information because, you know, we are off. We ain't got nothing to do. The kids are out of school. We need to laugh. You're going to be doing comedy tonight. Give me a link so we can go get tickets and stuff. Well, what I would say is just Google Isanti Distillery and Spirits, and uh, all the information will be right there. Six o'clock. Six o'clock tonight. Break a leg and keep us laughing. Brian McDaniel, a man of many hats. That's what a Renaissance man does. He does politics, <laughs> pop culture, uh, presidential elections, and comedy. We'll be right back.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I saw y'all lined up at the Mall of America, 1,200 deep, looking for deep discounts, making sure you got everything on that Christmas list that those kids do not deserve. I love my kids, but I just don't love them enough to stand out in the cold for them. I don't, I mean, unless Jesus is there with a couple of disciples, I'm just not doing it. I'm sorry. I can't. You know, I understand my mama did it. They had the little lawn chairs and they would go out there and get those discounts. And we did not ever appreciate those toys. We didn't. We really didn't. We did not appreciate the sacrifices that they made to get that toy at that discounted rate. We did not. We did not. We were some very ungrateful children. And I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know about y'all. I just, I don't, I don't love my kids that much. I don't love them enough to stand out in single digit temperatures. When I saw, uh, I was watching Channel 5 because Brandy Powell was hosting, and I saw uh, uh, the new weather guy, the one who looks like Al Roker. He's a cute little fella, and he was talking about the single-digit temperature, and then they showed the live shot, and they had the line outside of the Mall of America snaking. I said, yeah, I'm not, mm-mm, no thank you. I'll sit here, I'll click, I'll go on Amazon. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, but I, I want that, that energy, the same energy that we all had, that y'all had, for uh, Black Friday, the dad's Thanksgiving, I want y'all to keep that up today, right? Because today is probably for, for for a lot of us, for our economy, for Minnesota, for our families. Today is more important than Black Friday because it's Small Business Saturday. It's a great way to celebrate and support small businesses right here in our community. And people are saying, well, Shalita, how do I... Find a small business. I don't I don't really, you know, where do I go? I mean, if I go to the Mall of America, the, there's the, the retail chains. I, I you know, I don't want to work that hard, but I, I do, you know, want to support uh, small businesses in our community. There's a couple of things that you can do today. 
Um, and, and I want to tell you about them. And then I also want to introduce you to a small business owner that you can go to and you can you buy stuff. You can get your stuff for your teachers and Christmas stuff. But but I just want to make sure you guys know. So uh, Saturday, uh, Step It Up for the holidays is going on in Brooklyn Park until 3 o'clock. They've got 20 independent retailers uh, with temporary space uh, at this Brooklyn Park Small Business Center. Right. And they are there with these vendors and you can come and you can shop and, and they're going to be there um, until the, the holidays are over. So you can go there any Saturday you'd like. But today is Small Business Saturday. So I encourage you to go there. It's at 7970 Brooklyn Boulevard. It is free and open to the public. Again, uh, dozens of vendors there until three o'clock. Small business kind of pop up. Right. Um, but there's some brick and mortar stores right here in our community. And one of my favorite places to go, it's where I buy all my earrings. Um, it's where I get my teacher gifts from uh, when I have to buy things for my teachers in case my kids cut up. I'm curry in favor. I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to say that. Um, is Rosalind's place. Uh, Rosalind is a small business owner that I met uh, last year at Black Entrepreneurs Day at the Capitol. Uh, she and her husband are amazing people. And she started making candles. And um, opened up a shop and it's just morphed into a place where other small business owners can come and they can sell their products there. My earrings by Sammy that I love, I buy them at Rosalind's place. My books are being sold at Rosalind's place. Shayla Reeves, her new book is being sold at Rosalind's place. And 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 she's got a new location in St. Paul. And I want to make sure all my St. Paul folks know about this. I know it's hard for y'all to cross the river if you're in Minneapolis because you don't have your passport on you. Uh, but uh, if you are in St. Paul and you're out today because it's a beautiful day and you're shopping for Small Business Saturday, I want to make sure you get by Rosalind's place. So I got Rosalind on the phone with me. She's on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Rosalind, thank you so much much for being on the show i know this is a busy busy saturday for you so i thank you for taking some time with me thank you thank you miss Letta. now you've got a location in st paul tell me where you are tell me what the hours are and then we're gonna get to all the cool stuff that you have there available yeah i uh the location in st paul is not open yet but it will be open very soon um i'm waiting on the city to get through final inspection walkthrough um, the address there will be 1652 Grand Avenue in um, St. Paul, and it will be next door to Patagonia and French Meadow on the college campus of McAllister. I love it. Okay, so I had all my information wrong, so that is going to be open later. Where are you now? Because I want to make sure that folks are listening get to you so they can celebrate Small Business Saturday at your shop. Yeah, I'm at uh, on the corner of Central and Larry Avenue Northeast. The address here is 2430 Central Avenue Northeast. Um, Small Business Saturday is harder this year than other years um, for a lot of people. Um, and the holiday season has been tough this year. Um, a lot of my colleagues and I in the business are seeing uh, slower um, revenue in like quarter four than we have um, in the last couple of years. So we need the business. So 2430 Central Avenue Northeast on the corner of Central, uh, of Central and Lowry. 
Okay, now, Miss Rosalind, tell us what you have there at your shop because I everybody knows about your amazing candles. For those of you who don't, um, I want you to tell them about the candles, but there's so much more in the shop. Yeah, so there are plenty of things. We've got art from a local artist, so print, um, and we have earrings, a lot of earrings from a um, – everything is handmade um, from as many local makers as possible. Um, we've got um, – uh, glassware for cocktails and drink water and for uh, wine and all of our glassware is made from um, 100% recycled glass and um, and so our store is super sustainable and we really curate everything and pick I take my time to choose what makers get to go come in our store and so everything we've got in here is perfect for the holidays we've got gifts for everybody I'm looking at mugs books, um, art um, for my dad. My dad is an artist. He's a wood turner. I've got a couple of pieces here from him. Um, I just got new mugs from a new maker, um, functional heirlooms. Um, just giving them a shout out. They uh, they just dropped the mugs for me. And um, I've got Lovejoy, uh, Bloody Mary uh, stuff on here as well. I've got a Dornwell cocktail infusion kit. I don't sell alcohol, but I do have an infusion kit. Um, this Plus, it's endless. I could go on. There's bath stuff. There is uh, plant propagation stuff for your walls. There's incense. There's hats, mittens, uh, ready to go, tie for two, um, and a cute container that's sustainable. And so, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and 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 folks can come in and they can buy, they can shop, they can browse. Now, I'm going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Rosalind, I want to talk to you about something you said um, about how small business owners are seeing less foot traffic, seeing less um, customers, and that is having an impact on your bottom line. And we want to use this opportunity on Small Business Saturday to autocorrect and get that right. And I'm going to tell you how you can do that next. I tell you what, Rosalind is one of the hardest working women, um, small business owner, brand new mom, wife, community advocate. Uh, she is counting on us on Small Business Saturday to get over to her shop, Rosalind's Place, um, on Central and Lowry in Northeast Minneapolis to support small businesses. This is the day. This is Small Business Saturday. Y'all were lined up outside in the cold to support the Mall of America. Mall of America is good. Our small business owners need your help. And we've been talking to Rosalind. She has been kind enough to join us for a little bit longer. Um, Rosalind, because you said something in the last break that I wanted to make sure that we touched on because people say, well, how can I make a difference? How can I help? And you said something um, that, that, that I can't let go of. You said that, you know, you've been talking to a lot of small business owners and you all are seeing uh, less foot traffic, less sales, less customers in this fourth quarter of the year. And you need us to get out and support you for Small Business Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, we're it's the struggle is real right now for a lot of small businesses. Hi, welcome. Um, uh, excuse me, customers. I'm on the phone with WCCO radio, but I keep shopping. And yeah, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Saletta, I'm at the store right now, so uh, pardon any interruption. Oh, no Um, worries. We get it. Yeah. So 
basically, um, the, it's just harder this year. I think that people are finally able to, there's finally things that are opening up after COVID. And um, we're, every entrepreneur I'm talking to that owns, that's a retailer or a maker is like myself, is being very creative about um, how they're um, making money. So a lot of people are doing pop-ups right now. You mentioned the Brooklyn Park um, pop-up. There's mm-hmm. one, the Dayton pop-up. So a lot of my um, counterparts and colleagues are actually like diversifying their income streams and their revenue right now. And I'm in the store because I chose to be here um, on the corner of Central and Larry. And I want to be a neighborhood store that people can come to. And people have come today. So I'm really grateful for all the people who've come today to shop Small Business Saturday. Thank you for to all those people who are listening. We need you and we appreciate you. Um, your business, I literally cannot live and eat without the foot traffic. So it's um, it's a plea from a business owner uh, with the storefront and brick and mortar. Um, it's always the hardest part because we, I still have to pay rent regardless of right. how much money I make or don't make. Um, and I still have to pay my employees because I, as I should, it's not their fault that there's a slow season. Um, and I pay them really well. And so I'm starting at like $20 an hour for temporary holiday help because everybody deserves a living wage um, and not just a minimum wage. Um, and I don't need to go into that with you, obviously. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot. As you can hear from my voice, probably I'm a little bit stressed out this year because of my bottom line is being completely challenged by um, the current um, rise in prices and the economy being kind of shaky right now. Yeah. But you know what? I just believe, Rosalind, and I just have faith that the people who are listening as good neighbors will get in their cars today and come out and support you. Uh, over at your shop on Central and Lowry is Rosalind's place. You know, we all have to bless our teachers. We all have to make sure that our, um, you know, principal and the secretary at the school uh, has something to say thank you from our children. And so this is a great opportunity, whether it's your candles or the, the books that you have that you can buy for the teachers to put in their nook. Um, the earrings that you can buy for, you know, your coworkers or friends or if you're a secret Santa so that, you know, you can not only, you know, give somebody some holiday cheer, but also um, support small businesses on this Small Business Saturday. Thank you, Rosalind, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michelletta. I really appreciate you um, reaching out and welcoming me into your show. I really appreciate it. All right, and you guys, don't forget, Rosalind is over at Rosalind's Place on Central um, and Lowry in Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, she's going to be open today for Small Business Saturday, along with so many other small business owners. And, and make it your business to get over there. Um, you know, when I get off the radio, I'm going to go over there and just go ahead and do the early shopping that I need to do for uh, the teachers. I've got each one of my kids has a teacher. But then my kids with autism have special education teachers. And those people, God bless them. God bless our special education teachers and paras because they deserve so much more than a candle. I wish I could just give them the whole shop. But I'm going to make sure and make it my business to get over there and buy up about six or seven candles uh, to make sure that, you know, my children's teachers know that I appreciate them. Um, you know, for those who enjoy earrings, they'll get a pair of earrings. Um, you know, again, Rosalind has children's books there. Um, and I know that a lot of our teachers buy their own books and put it in the classroom. So I'll, um, you know, buy a couple of books for those teachers that have nooks in their rooms. And then that high school boy is over there. He got seven or eight teachers too. And so I'm telling you, I'm just going to bring a, like a little, I got a little, like a little, um, 
laundry basket, an empty laundry basket. I, I threw the dirty clothes on the floor before I left home and I got the laundry basket so that I can just put whatever I need in my little laundry basket. And then when the time comes, I'm ready. And today is really the day. And, and you heard the anxiety in um, Rosalind's voice. And, and that's what a lot of other small business owners are feeling. And I appreciate her being transparent with us. I appreciate her saying, you know what? I pay people a living wage, um, $20 an hour. And I um, employ folks and, and make sure that they have what they need so that they can live. But I'm afraid because I got rent to pay. I have a bottom line. And, and, and just the fact that she shared that with us while she was working and helping her customers touched me in a way um, that I was not expecting. And so I'm definitely going to get over there. And, and I hope that for Small Business Saturday that we take that same zeal, that same zest, that same excitement that we have for Black Friday to get over here and support our small businesses. So, you know, whether you go to Red Balloon Books, Rosalind's Place, uh, you can get on over here and shop um, with Devonna Pittman and her Nature Syrup line. Uh, whether you go over here and buy some books from Crown Shepherd, uh, you know, there's so many opportunities for you here in the Twin Cities to shop local at a small business. So whether it is clothing or books or toys or candles, there is something that you can purchase, something that you can buy, something, you know, that you can get, whether it is for your household or someone else. And, and you can make a difference. Whether your purchase is $10 or 100 it's just for a small business owner, it's just seeing and knowing that someone cares, right? So if you do get a chance to go by Rosalind's place, let her know that I sent you. Tell her you heard it on CCO Radio. Encourage her. You heard her voice just like I did. Our small business owners need to know that we are there with them and for them to help them get through this season. All right, now. We ain't through. We got two more hours of the Shaletta Show, so y'all come on back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.